This podcast contains graphic or mature material. Depictions of murder, violence, and suicide are discussed in detail during this podcast and could be triggering to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the bonus content. We are the Cold Case Crew, and we are a group of friends who have gotten together to take a look at some of the oldest cold cases around in hopes of giving new life to a decades-old story that has sadly been silenced by time. My name is Whitney. It's Ashley. And I'm Beth. This week, I'm going to present a case that has not gotten a substantial amount of attention over the years. There have not been any podcasts done with regards to this person's case, and there is very limited information available. Ironically, when I originally stumbled upon this case, I had been anticipating writing it as a blind reaction for our Patreon. But the more I began to dive in, the more I felt this case deserved a wider audience. You see, from the inception of this individual's death, justice was seemingly stymied, and it wasn't until the North Kingston Police Department decided to take another look in 2001 that the right questions began to get asked. You see, up until 2001, the death of this individual was ruled a suicide. So for 15 years, many people didn't even believe that there was anything to even look into, which is all the more reason I wanted to share this story with you today. As you will discover too, things are not always how they appear, and perhaps these details might strike a chord with you, the listener, as well. This is the story of the 1986 murder of John Phillips of North Kingston, Rhode Island, and yes, I said murder, because as you will see, this was no suicide. Well, I'm excited. I've never heard about this. Me too. John Phillips was born April 1st, 1967 to Mr. and Mrs. Gardner A. Phillips. He was one of five siblings, Michael, Lenora, or Lee, Carol, and Jake Williamson. Jake was the baby and was only six years old when his brother was killed. John's nickname was Sunshine because that's what he was to all who knew him. If you were down, John would be the one to cheer you up. He loved life and had a huge heart, especially when it came to his family. Family also recalls of John his laid-back demeanor, his wit, and his wicked sense of humor. There was a tribute posted by his sister Lee to his Facebook page, which was created by the Rhode Island Police Department to generate tips, that I felt reflected this side of his personality to a T. The photograph shows a teenage John dressed up in a red dress with his hair teased 80s style, (laughs) and it was captioned, my brother John, the day he wanted to hang out with me and two of my girlfriends. I told him he'd have to dress up and walk around the whole block of the neighborhood. Well, he did it. I loved his humor. And I'll post the picture on our Instagram so you all can see it as well. John attended Tollgate High School in Warwick, Rhode Island, where he graduated in 1985. He had long, curly hair, which he always wore under a baseball cap. John excelled at baseball and had a hell of a right arm. His favorite team was the Boston Red Sox. This will come into play later. In addition to his love of baseball, he also enjoyed fishing, especially with his dad, riding dirt bikes, woodworking, and playing guitar. Throughout his teenage years, he was known to have gotten into some trouble, but nothing that would cause any real harm to anyone. I guess you could say it was just part of being a typical rebellious teenage adolescent. After high school, John had seemingly gotten back on the straight and narrow. In the year before his death, he had found a nice girlfriend and had moved into an apartment at the Trafalgar East Apartments in Greenwich. John found a job working construction that he seemed to enjoy and was known to have a strong work ethic. He was even saving up money from his paychecks to buy a car. On the night of Sunday, October 26, 1986, John had been invited to attend a World Series party that was being hosted at the home of a friend located at 39 Woodlawn Drive. It was Game 7 and John's team, the Boston Red Sox, were playing the New York Mets. 
There were a number of people attending the party that evening, most of whom have remained anonymous for the public, but it is certain that John was attending the party along with his friend, Richard Moscatelli. In fact, Moscatelli was the last known person to see John before his untimely death. Around 10, 10.30, John left the residence, opting to walk home in lieu of accepting a ride offered by friends. It was, after all, only a 2.9-mile walk to his apartment. I would assume he was pretty upset as the Red Sox lost the game, but maybe he just wanted to walk it off. According to Google Maps, the trip should have taken around 57 minutes, but John would never make it home. He seems like a great guy, a fun guy. I know. Well, and he likes the Red Sox, so that's a really good thing. Seems like a fun party. Hours later, in the early morning hours of Monday, October 27th, 1986, the body of John Phillips was discovered less than a mile away in the empty Golf World parking lot. There was a noticeable wound to his head, and surrounding the body lay six rifles, three handguns, six knives, and loads of ammunition. There were also freshly made tire tracks which led away from the body. Philip's mother was notified at home when law enforcement arrived at the residence and asked if she could identify the body. An autopsy revealed John died from a single gunshot wound to the head, and his manner of death was quickly ruled a suicide. It was also determined that at the time of death, John had no traces of drugs or alcohol in his system. But how does this explain the weapons or the tire tracks? First of all, he's walking. How would he have all these guns on his person? How are you carrying that amount of weaponry? Yes, and you're walking, you know? How is this considered a suicide? Let me place all these guns around me, make these tire tracks, kill myself. And he's laying in the middle of all of them? Yeah. What the hell? No, somebody staged his body. John's family was adamant from day one that this was no suicide. But despite their belief, it did little by means of swaying the eyes of the wall. John loved life, so why would he choose to take his own? Authorities were able to ascertain that the weapons discovered around Philip's body had been stolen from the residence at 39 Woodlawn Drive, where John had been watching the World Series earlier that evening. It was noted that a sliding glass door at the residence had been smashed with a rock overnight after all the partygoers had left. John Phillips was laid to rest at the Island Cemetery in New Shoreham, Rhode Island, surrounded by friends and family. As was stated above, it would be another 15 years after John's death that authorities began to question the circumstances surrounding John's fate. His cause of death was ultimately updated to homicide in April of 2001 after a second look into the autopsy and police reports provided enough circumstantial evidence to back up the family's claim that John did not commit suicide. Sergeant John McCoy Jr. with the North Kingston Police Department is heading up efforts into the murder of John Phillips. Sadly, due to the age of the murder and the fact that it was ruled a suicide for so long, Many crucial pieces of evidence have since been destroyed, leaving the department with no hard evidence which could point to a killer. This has caused the North Kingston police to get creative with their efforts to obtain information. Since reopening the investigation, they created a Facebook page in Memorial of John where people can reach out and share stories, memories, and submit tips. They are particularly interested in obtaining information regarding the World Series party, people who attended and the series of events that occurred following the conclusion of the game. Hopefully someone will come forward. I was at that party. I mean... And we know the longer it goes on, though, people forget things. Or they're scared. Yeah. I mean, hopefully there's somebody that knows something. This is so sad. 
John is also the Jack of Diamonds in the Rhode Island deck of playing cards, which showcases photographs and details of unsolved homicides within the Rhode Island prison community. These decks are circulated throughout the prison system in the state in hopes of garnering any information from those currently incarcerated. So what happened to 19-year-old John Phillips in the remaining hours of October 26, 1986? What went on at that World Series party? And who are these so-called friends that he spent his final hours with? I'm going to open this up for commentary. This is the part of the podcast where we will raise questions, volley around ideas, and discuss discrepancies in this case. So, ladies, who would like to begin? Like, did they pull fingerprints or anything? I don't know if they did anything where they rolled it as suicide. How stupid are you? When I read this, I thought, this doesn't sound like a suicide. I don't see how it could be a suicide. I immediately thought, this is not a suicide. There's no way. So what kind of police are going to come up on this scene with all these guns and just assume... How is he going to steal all of those? Did they check him for GSR? Did they... I have no clue. And I'll be honest, I don't even know where the gunshot wound was. I think it said to his head, but was it at the temple? Was it at the front? Was it at the back? I have no idea. I mean, he seems like a good guy, which I mean... Fun-loving. It sounds like he fell into kind of a rowdy crowd, maybe. Yeah. But it's weird to me that there's no alcohol or drugs. Yeah. So. I'm just going to kill myself because the Red Sox lost. Yeah, Yeah. not a reason to kill yourself. (laughs) Baseball is not life. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of the Andriacchio case. I feel like people have deep pockets in this community. People potentially had ties to law enforcement at the time and i think that things got kind of swept under the rug i agree and he probably just said one wrong thing to piss somebody off at the party yeah or somebody was jealous of him because he was a great guy if this was like a guy that was always in trouble then they would have done more looking into it than this good guy that doesn't seem like he had been in trouble with the right right you know and the only other thing i can really think of is if it wasn't any of these people at this party that Okay, if all these weapons were stolen, and here's John walking down the street. It's going to take him an hour to get home. And maybe he sees somebody with the guns, and he says something like, hey. Like, he knows that they don't belong to that person. Maybe he said something. Maybe they shot him and left the stuff. I don't know. There's a million scenarios that it could be. But at the same time, it's not suicide. Well, and this is my question, though. When a family is telling the police there's no way this is a suicide don't you think they would look into it a little more that's what i don't understand because how many of these have we all come across you would think they would but well i hope you guys can see why i wanted to put this out on the main channel even though we typically cover west virginia cases i felt like this case deserved more and i felt like maybe getting his story out there to a wider audience would maybe prompt somebody to come forward and talk to the North Kingston Police Department. I think you were totally right about that. I hope that us doing this podcast helps in some way. He definitely needs more recognition. Yes. This case needs to be recognized because it wasn't for 15 years. Yeah, so share, 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 share. It has been 36 years since the senseless murder of John Phillips and his case is still cold. He would have been 55 years old this year. In 2019, his father and fishing buddy Gardner Phillips passed away without ever knowing what happened to his son. John's siblings are very vocal about their efforts to keep John's case alive and continue to hold out hope for resolution in their brother's slaying. If you or anyone you know has any information regarding the murder of John Phillips, 
please contact the North Kingston Police Department at 1-877-RI-SOLVE. You can even email Detective McCoy directly at johnphillipsnk at gmail.com to submit a tip. You are able to remain anonymous and are not required to give out your name. We are a very interactive group. Check out our website, www.coldcasecrewwv.com, where we post a blog for all of the cases over on our main channel. We share newspaper clippings, photographs, maps of the area, and more. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the Cold Case Crew. Do you have a case that you would like showcased on our main channel? Send us an email at coldcasecrew00 at gmail.com and let us know who you would be interested in hearing about next. What's your theory? 